You're listening to So You Want to Be a Writer, the podcast about the world of writing and publishing. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm your co-host and CEO of the Australian Writer Centre, where you'll find courses, resources, and a wonderfully supportive writing community. I usually co-host this podcast each week with the very talented Alison Tate, also known as A.L. Tate, author extraordinaire. Her latest book is The Wolf's Howl, the second instalment in the Maven and Reeve mystery series, and it's available now through libraries, bookstores and online. But today, you're listening to one of our in-between-isodes, where Alison is off on her authory adventures, and we listen to a story session, just you, me and our guest author of the week. This story session is brought to you by the book So You Want to Be a Writer, written by both Alison and myself. Do you want to write a novel or earn an income as a freelance writer? We give you the steps you need to make your dream a reality in the book So You Want to Be a Writer. This book lays out a blueprint to help you get started and thrive in the world of words. With advice from over 120 writers, you'll tap into proven wisdom and find the path that will lead you to success. Find out more at writercentre.com.au slash book. That's writercentre.com.au slash book. If you're enjoying this podcast, you may also like the book that we've written together called So You Want to Be a Writer, How to Get Started While You Still Have a Day Job. Full of practical tips, motivation and inspiration, it's ideal for anyone who's thinking of dipping their toes into the wonderful world of writing. We've created a blueprint for aspiring writers to follow and it's suitable regardless of whether you want to plunge straight into this new career or if you need to explore it while you're still busy in your day job. Let us hold your hand as you turn your dream into a reality. Buy your copy today at soyouwanttobeawriter.com.au forward slash book. But back to our story session where you'll hear directly from our featured author about their writing life and processes, along with the first chapter of their book. Who knows, you may discover your next favourite read. It's just one of the many ways we love to support our reading and writing community in Australia and around the world. This week, I've chosen The Safe Place by L.A. Larkin. This is the latest novel from the best-selling thriller writer whose previous books include Widow's Island, Prey and Devour. She's also the presenter of our very popular course, Crime and Thriller Writing, at the Australian Writers' Centre. Here's the blurb for The Safe Place so you know a little bit about what the book is about. Everyone in Eagle Falls knows Jessie Lewis. Ever since she reported her boyfriend, fire chief and local hero for beating her, she's been an outcast from the small town. But when someone sets fire to a house not far from Jessie's, killing the entire Troyer family in their beds, the locals turn on her once again. And when rumours circulate about her very public argument with Paul Troyer, they take it as proof that she killed them. Devastated that anyone could think her capable of such an atrocity, Jessie knows that if people don't believe she's innocent, more lives will be in danger. She turns to Ruth, new in town, and an ex-FBI agent. Ruth could be the exact person Jessie needs to smoke out the killer, but can she trust her with her life? Days later, another house linked to Jessie is set ablaze. Falling to her knees in the scorched remains, Jessie finds something buried in the ash, which she immediately recognises. The murders must be linked to the death of someone very close to her and terrified, she realises the killer is coming for her. 
As local wildfires take hold of Eagle Falls and the town is evacuated, Jessie drives at high speed toward the fires, knowing she must put herself in unthinkable danger in order to catch the killer. When she finally faces the person who wants her dead, will she have the strength to take them down first? And before she reads from her novel... L.A. Larkin answers a few questions we asked her about the themes in this book so that you can get an insight into the mind both of a thriller writer and also a criminal. So here is L.A. Larkin and The Safe Place. Hi, this is L.A. Larkin and um, I've been asked to answer some questions for the Story Session series And then I'm going to read an extract from the first chapter of my new crime thriller, The Safe Place. So here goes. Here are the questions. Fire is a pervading threat throughout the book. How did you create such vivid descriptions of wildfires and house fires? Um, The Safe Place is set in um, a small town and the surrounding forests and mountains in Washington State uh, in America. But the inspiration for me for the story came during the terrible wildfires, the bushfires that we had throughout most of Australia uh, the summer of 2019 to through to 2020, they were horrific. And people lost homes, um, communities, animals, trees, you know, destroyed for miles and miles and miles. They were devastating. And it really struck me how awful this was and how it affected everybody. And I wanted to set a book against the backdrop of fire, Um, you know, scorching heat, intense drought. And that's how The Safe Place came about. The next question is, the FBI has researched serial arsonists and their motivations. Tell us about the mindset of the serial arsonist in the safe place. Well, the safe place is the story of a serial killer who uses fire to cover up his crimes. And there is a witness, a young woman who is actually isolated from her hometown. She lives a lonely life in the woods. And for various reasons that I won't go into because I don't want to spoil it for the readers, she is not believed by the local sheriff when she is a witness to one of the atrocities that this serial killer commits. And the challenge with having this kind of a serial arsonist character is to really understand what motivates them, uh, to try and make them, you know, credible, terrifying, um, you know, to really convey as best you can what's going on in the head because there are some chapters in the serial killer's point of view in the book. So I did some research on serial arsonists and I I, I mean serial arsonists do make great antagonists in crime fiction. Um, There is something really incredibly sinister about their modus operandi and the FBI 
defines serial arson as an offence committed by fire setters who set three or more fires with a significant cooling off period between those fires. But what motivates arsonists? What are their personality traits? And what I discovered was that there are six generally recognised motivators for serial arson. Revenge, excitement or craving hero worship, crime concealment, vandalism, profit and extremism. And I, uh, the question I've been asked is, you know, really, I suppose, what is actually motivating the serial arsonist in my novel? And so I'll just talk about a couple of those. One of the big um, motivations is revenge. And my central character, Jessie, is at one point in the book of the main suspect. She is a former volunteer firefighter. So she not only knows how to put out fires, she also knows how to start them and get away with it. And Jessie is, as I mentioned earlier, ostracised from her hometown and lives alone. And often arsonists are uh, loners. Um, they are uh, separated from the community. Why Jessie is ostracised has actually nothing to do with fire and everything to do with the domestic violence that she suffered at the hands of her then boyfriend. Another character in my thriller, um, an old man by the name of Bill Moran, who lives in the forest surrounded by junk cars, he is fascinated with watching fire burn and the wildfires burning all around this small town. And he climbs up onto his roof of his cabin and watches the wildfires in the distance as they burn throughout the national park. It will turn out later on in the book that he and at least one other character have motives for revenge. So revenge is a big theme um, in the safe place. But of course, I'm not going to give away, um, you know, who the serial arsonist is. One of the other big ones I mentioned was the crime concealment. And, you know, that is central to the book because these fires are lit to destroy physical evidence or the identification of a victim. And now, in, and now in the safe place, the arsonist initially sets out to make the house fires look like accidents. Then he uses fire to conceal the fact that one of his victims was shot dead before the blaze consumed them. However, bullets can survive fire. The killer then goes on to set fires that deliberately implicate Jesse, so he's trying to frame her. Ironically, the middle-aged sheriff who is investigating the crimes fits the profile of the older and wiser serial arsonist. And these ones are very dangerous. They are very dangerous because they have been successful and they haven't been caught. Um, they're confident. They grow in confidence as their experience grows. I think I'll leave it at that in terms of, you know, the serial arsonists, because um, it's difficult to talk about them too much without giving away who is behind it all. The next question on the list is, how did you research wildfires and how to fight them? 
So, you know, there is a, an awful lot of um, information, there are an awful lot of videos as a result of um, worsening wildfires, in fact, around the world. And in uh, Washington State, in USA, where I have set the safe place, they have suffered the most horrifically high temperatures, unbelievably high temperatures this last summer, and um, terrible fires. So have California and various other places. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of information available about how fires spread, wildfires, that is, um, bushfires, how they spread and how firefighters fight them. I did also talk to a volunteer firefighter um, uh, in the US um, about his role, how he battled the really big um, national park fires and, you know, quite clearly how terrifying that they are. Why did you set this story in the USA? That's a great question. Um, well, I, um, my, my previous book to that was also set in the USA and, um, I, it's a particular part of the USA that um, I know quite well, and uh, it's full of beautiful, big, deep forests and mountains and waterways and uh, really remote islands. And, and they're great locations for thrillers, particularly if you want to isolate um, your character. Um, and also because, you know, I like to set my stories in different places around the world. I've traveled, you know, some of my stories are set in Antarctica, some in, you know, America, the UK, Australia, you know, uh, South Africa. I dot around the place and I, I think it, it keeps it interesting. The next question is, Jesse Lewis, the central character, is a domestic violence victim. What is her character arc? Well, I suppose that might give away a little bit, um, uh, but I'll try and answer it by saying that, you know, she um, is very fearful of the person who has abused her. Um, the problem is that when she reported that abuse, um, it was her word against his, and unfortunately, he is the high-profile fire captain of the town. He's the hero. He's Mr. Nice Guy with the with the glinty white teeth that everybody loves and everybody wants to be friends with. Um, and Jessie Lewis is, um, you know, slightly more the awkward girl, um, you know, and when she went to complain to the sheriff, finally plucked up the courage to say this was happening. He didn't believe her at all. And the town turned against her. Um, as a result of that, the betrayal, like the law enforcement officers who should be protecting her didn't, but also earlier betrayals in her life, she finds it very difficult to trust anybody. She is suspicious of everybody. And... The story will take her on a journey where the one person that she really has to trust in this dramatic climax set surrounded by fire at this waterfall called Eagle Falls, she has to trust an ex-FBI agent. Um, and that is very difficult for her to do. But if she doesn't, she won't survive. And so there's this big question about 
Can she finally allow herself to trust another person? And the last question is, this crime thriller was written during lockdown. How did this impact your writing? Well, it meant that I certainly couldn't visit any locations, um, you know, uh, but as I said, luckily I um, have memories of the area where I've set the book and also photographs from a visit in 2018 and of course there's Google Maps and all that sort of thing. Um, I think one of the advantages of lockdown is that there are less distractions. Um, you know, there's when when you're we're all isolated in our homes, perfect. Write a book. Um, and that's how this year, 2021, I've managed to get out three books. Um, I think it's because quite frankly, I was sitting there, you know, um, going, well, let's just get on with the writing. And the last part of this podcast is I'm going to read um, an extract from the first chapter of The Safe Place, which is uh, published by Bookature, um, and you can get it in uh, paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Um, so I'll just read the opening. I'm not going to read the whole of the first chapter, but just to give you a little bit of a teaser from it. Here we go. Chapter 1, Monday, September the 3rd, 2018. The night sky burned a livid orange. The intruder stood on the back deck that doubled as a toddler's play area and gazed down the mountain, beyond the small town of Eagle Falls, beyond the lake that slithered between the mountain range and the national park, and watched the wildfire wreak a magnificent destruction. The winds fanned the wall of crimson flames that felled Bear Creek National Park's mighty forest, leaving nothing but a blackened wasteland in its wake. Bordering the park, the popular vacation town of Waterford glowed white, as if scorched by a giant blowtorch. In the darkness, the headlights of the fleeing vehicles were like a line of white-hot ants scurrying one way and then the next, navigating the hairpin bends to reach safety. Why flee from something so beautiful, so cleansing? They should embrace fire's power, something the arsonist had learned to do and to do well. Of course, the wildfire was inevitable. The hottest summer and longest drought on record had made forests tinderbox dry. Everyone prayed for rain, even those without a religion, but no rain was forecast for September. People were calling it the heat wave from hell. The arsonist saw it as an opportunity. All manner of crimes could be concealed by fire, and house fires were the arsonists' speciality. They were more personal, more targeted, and more gratifying, even if it took detailed planning, and the risk of being caught was higher. The result was worth it. 
the intruder turned to face the four-bedroom bungalow. And I'll leave it at that. Um, I'll leave it um, for you to hopefully wonder what will happen to the family that are inside that four-bedroom bungalow. And that, by the way, is from the point of view of the serial killer. Thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. It's been lovely to be involved in this podcast um, and happy reading. Well, I hope you enjoyed that tantalising glimpse into the mind of a serial killer and L.A. Larkin's insights about the nuts and bolts of creating a compelling thriller. As I mentioned, she's the presenter for our Crime and Thriller course, so if you're dying to write your own heart-stopping bestseller, it's a great way to hone your craft. This podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre and our course, Crime and Thriller Writing. In this five-week online course, you'll discover how to write a gripping page-turner, the different types of crime and thriller fiction, the ingredients every good story needs, how to manage characters, pace, suspense and climax, and publishing options and much more. And you'll get feedback on your writing from your tutor. Let's hear from Shankari Chandran. When I first decided to do a course at the AWC, I had been writing for a few years. I had taken time out of my career as a lawyer to have our fourth child and life was chaotic but I had always wanted to write and so I thought I would give it a go in between baby feeds and school runs and so on. I have just published The Barrier with Pan Macmillan Australia and I'm loving it. For many years being published felt like an impossible dream, like something that happened to other people. When I heard that I was going to be published. I was at Officeworks because I find buying stationery really therapeutic and I put down my stationery and cried. The AWC's course has had a huge impact on my writing. It's changed my understanding of the thriller genre and my approach to writing it. Because of the clarity the course gave me, I feel far more confident doing it. I feel incredibly fortunate that my books have been published now. I love writing. It's energising and meditative for me. I feel really committed to the stories I'm telling and I hope to keep doing it. Look, I would absolutely recommend the courses at the AWC uh, to friends, aspiring authors, anyone. I would say do a course, do lots of courses and do them earlier rather than later on your writing path. It's worth it. To find out more, go to writerscentre.com.au slash crime. Thanks for listening to this special episode of So You Want to Be a Writer. You'll find more details about the podcast and a wealth of writing resources and courses at writerscentre.com.au. This podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writer Centre. Connect with us on social media at writercentreau on Twitter and Instagram and join our free podcast listener community on Facebook. Just search for So You Want to Be a Writer podcast community and request to join. Both Alison and I will be back to our regular programming in your next episode. Thanks for listening and I look forward to chatting to you again next time.